0: Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittsrow from NBA Jam. Whoop-boom-shakalaka! You wanted to come with it, then we got it with punishment. Youngies
1: are with a fucking into what we come with. Others in love with the front and this family is running it. Long as the
0: public is coming, then we keep them coming in. 28 So this is episode 497 in the history of the 48 Minutes Basketball Network.
1: Very which, specific number.
0: Which is really nuts when you think about that we've done that many episodes. But as you know, if you've been following along since the summer, we recently did this switchover with Zoom so we could put these episodes on our YouTube channel. And today, Sean, as we were putting this together, I was thinking to myself, I was like, so I'm back at my house for a little bit. Um, you're in your house, obviously. Do you think when people watch these videos, they ever look at the posters in the back? Because I've got my Return of the Jedi poster. You've got an original Ghostbusters poster and a Limp Biscuit poster in your... But do you think people ever watch these videos and go like, huh, there's some weird dudes.
1: I mean, I think I'm literally the only person on the planet that probably has a significant other Limp Biscuit poster that is between a North by Northwest and Ghostbusters poster. Yeah, I there's think probably, you're right. There's probably literally nobody on planet Earth that has that right now. So, Mal, we're, we're, we're painting all of the doors in the house white. Uh-huh. But I, I convinced my wife... Not to 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 paint the back of this one because a it has my growth chart from when I was growing up on it, <laughs> and it has a Limp Biscuit poster that is approximately <laughs> twenty one years old that I have put up in nineteen ninety nine, and it is the only piece of my childhood that you know really exists in this room now. So so I have to keep up the Limp Biscuit poster. So. Plus I mean I mean one of these days one of these days Tim I'm going to go ahead and say this Limp Biscuit is going to get recognized <laughs> for the contribution that they gave to rock music in the year 1999 It was just that year they didn't they didn't contribute anything besides that it was like they released significant other they played Woodstock 99 everything got burned down people got hurt <laughs> that was the end you know, that was the end. So, uh, but, uh, And
0: everyone just turned off this week's edition of 48 Minutes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, YouTube viewers, but um, I'm actually working myself on putting a bunch of my stuff on this wall, which you can see right now is just next to a closet. Um, my girlfriend and I are in the process of deciding where we're going to live between our two houses. So um, we're thinking here for a little while. So I'm pretty sure in the next few months this won't be looking like that. So anyway, let's talk basketball. The whole reason we're here. Um, not we're have, not
1: Lint Biscuit posters.
0: Not Lint Biscuit Return of the Jedi posters. No. Okay, sure. Mine's also not an original. I think it's like I think I got it at like that, Hobby that, Lobby for seven dollars.
1: Well, and that's that's a that's a uh, that's a special edition trilogy yeah. poster. That's not. I actually have the original uh, teaser Return of the Jedi poster. Uh, it's actually behind my couch in my. Uh, in our living room and, and my wife won't let me hang it up, but it's, it's the actual, I have the teaser for that. And I have the teaser for the teaser poster for empire strikes back actually as well.
0: How about so, that? Yeah. So poster this, talk. Poster <laughs> talk. Yes. If you want if you came to this show to talk about posters, <laughs> we're the place for you, not for basketball and not for bull bull
1: bull bull Let's talk bull bull.
0: So he's the this, talk of the day. Yes yes He's he, not,
1: is. He, he won't be the talk of the day in like a day and a half so we got to talk about him right now.
0: So this show's going up on Friday so by now most teams will have played their scrimmages um, and while we recorded this on Wednesday um Bow made finally made his debut of playing NBA kind of basketball um, and, and Bow were excited. Bobo was awesome. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. So against the Washington Wizards without Bradley Beal, Davis, Bertans, John Wall and company, Bobo um, had 16 points, 10 rebounds and six blocks, played the point, like made some plays. And I was like, all right, Bobo, I see you.
1: Well, well, he didn't. So so he was playing small forward, technically. Yes. Like he, was, he was the point forward. But Nikola Jokic was the point guard in this game.
0: Which made all of us who play NBA Two Ks my team laugh very hard because we, we were know- we
1: were we were like we were, everybody was like Two K all right let's do this yeah. everybody everybody was pumped about it as soon as the starting lineup went out everyone's like uh Nikola Jokic at guard okay
0: is this glitch Jokic is this, is this-
1: it was glitch Jokic and it was it was Galaxy Opal.
0: Bulbow. Fan favorite Bull Bowl, yes. Those who were
1: Evo to Bobo.
0: Those who play 2K know exactly what we're talking about, because we're a bunch of nerds. Um but yeah, like you said, he's the talk of the day, and we got glimpses of really, you know, what he could potentially be. Now, if you remember when we talked about this draft last year. I said, and I went on record that I would not be shocked if Bull Bull ended up being one of the five best players in this draft. Yes, the draft has Zion Williams and John Moran, RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish, etc. I was very high on his abilities. Um, obviously, health is a factor. So, that's why you saw him drop so far. Remember, we did a live draft show on this YouTube yeah. channel. And we just, every, episode, every pick during the first round, we were like, okay, where's he going? And when he dropped, first off, the Heat should have never traded that pick.
1: No, I I I don't know why they did that. I mean a, a big man prospect. I mean, I know they're obviously uh you know, they, they already have some great big men on that team, um, uh, but I would've I would have taken a waiver on him.
0: Yeah. And then which I mean the Nuggets have good big men on their team too. So it's like yeah. you know, sure, whatever. Sure, yeah. Um, but he comes out, he hits a three. It wasn't the most beautiful looking shot by any means. Not but, at all. <laughs> um, all the clips you've seen, you know, there's ways to think that Bulbul could be. And again, we're overreacting probably because we haven't had a basketball game since March, like Prob- four months.
1: Probably, Tim. Probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But his reach, his length. You know, he's you know the way he's he passes the ball. That pass to Noah Vonleh was really nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, like really, really, really yeah. impressive ball skills. So I'm gonna be cautious, but I really enjoyed what we saw today. Like the world, like the rest of the world.
1: Well, they were they were playing Washington, uh-huh. um, who don't have their three best players really right now.
0: Yeah, Thomas um, Bryant's not there either. I just realized.
1: Oh, and yeah, he's not there. So so yeah, so there was no harm in in rolling out this uh, fun ass. 2K, my team Exciting. lineup. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. What are positions? What are positions? What are position locks? We don't have, yeah, have those.
0: Haven't we been talking positionless basketball now for years? And like Mike Malone was like, "I'll show you positionless basketball."
1: Exactly, exactly. And uh, a lot of people had fun today watching that. But um, you know, Bo Bol, Bol uh, is a uh, <laughs> he is a project uh, mm-hmm. big man, and uh, you know. Obviously, with, you know, the, the legend of his father, you know, uh, kind of on his shoulders. Um, it, a lot of people are looking at him right now. Um, and uh, to be able to see him just go out and shoot the most awkward three in the world uh, and make it. And that was a actually that was kind of a, a thing that Manute Bowl would do. Uh, he would shoot a three and there weren't very many centers that shot threes back then. But right. every once in a while, he'd huck one up. And the crowd would just go nuts when Manute Bull would hit a three-point shot. So, um, you know, it's um, it's going to be interesting to see what he has. Today was very fun. Uh, watch I watched some of the clips today while I was at work. And, uh, you know, we're all excited for Bull Bull. We're all rooting for him. Um, you know, and I, you know, I feel like we're saying the same thing about Taco Fall, too. We want to see him play as well. He's another guy we'd like to see, you know, more of. Yeah. Um. You know, especially, you know, this these last eight games of the season.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, Um. you mentioned Manute. And when I watch him play, like when I watch Bull Bull play, and obviously it's easy to say because they're father and son. But when you sure. see him in the face, like it's dead on, like yeah. the resemblance is crazy
1: it is it is and he's even though obviously he's not as tall um he looks really big
0: yeah he does
1: he looks really big um and uh you know we're you know i think everybody today we we hadn't had basketball in what six months at this point four months four yeah four four months four months it feels like six
0: yeah Um, like 12.
1: so uh, you know be able to watch some sort of of intramural basketball today was uh was great i mean this is going to be an intramural end of season but um yeah we're all cool with it at this yeah, point exactly. so you know that's
0: we saw a big thing with that in 2020 if you had told me in july we would see uh, bull bull and joakim noah play basketball on the same day yeah i've been like no I don't think so, but sure enough, Joakim Noah made his Clippers debut today. Yeah. Also played fairly well.
1: Nice. Um, how how did he do?
0: So they used him a lot as the roller in pick and rolls, and he was a screener. And he set a lot of strong exhibition Joakim Noah screens. You know, in the Joakim Noah way. Sure. Um, he started at center for the Clippers because Montrezl Harrell is gone right now. Um, I guess he had a family matter, so he's away from the team. Pat Bev is also away from the team. So so
1: Joakim Noah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joakim Noah in 15 minutes, 4 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, was 2 of 4 from the floor, and had a total of no turnovers, it was a plus 9.
1: Oh, that's, that's a nice little stat line for Joakim Noah. He hasn't played basketball in a while, competitively, yeah. so... Um,
0: they ran a really nice pick and roll with him and Paul George, actually, and it was, it looked pretty I, good.
1: I, I'm always happy for uh, for uh, a guy like Joe Keem to continue playing and getting some sort of a semblance of a check, you know.
0: Yeah. Also, Mohammed Mobamba looked like he put on like 30 pounds of muscle during quarantine. He looked like massive. Really. Yeah, dude. Huh. Like, every time I'd see Mobamba, and also because he had like kind of like the uh, kid in play haircut. Sure. Um, he always Is- looked like he was like 16. Yeah. And then, you know, you see him now. He's like, he's got his hair shorter. He's got muscles now. He looks like he's 28.
1: That's great.
0: Yeah. Um, Orlando, I, Aaron Gordon looked pretty good today. I got to say. Uh, Vucevic <laughs> looked good like he always does. Um, I know. We're talking about pre like pre-season, P- pre-post, ish, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, Sure, whatever, whatever this is.
0: Yeah, and then um, while we're talking about this, it's just hindsight: what exactly we're looking at right now. New Orleans is currently playing Brooklyn while we're recording this. New Orleans is up seventy-five to fifty-six. Sean, here's what Brooklyn threw on the court today to start the game, mind you. Caris LeVert, okay. Timothy luau Caribou, Caribou, TLC as he's called. I can never get his name right. Uh, Jared Allen, Garrett Temple, Chris Chioza. That started for them today, <laughs> um their bench so far. now mind you, Crawford has not played at all. um Tyler Johnson, who they just signed, has not played at all. It's an exhibition game, so sure. um Dazan Musa played twenty two minutes, and uh rodino's rodino's Krukus. i can't yeah, I can't ever say his name either, and i I'm sorry for the Nets fans if they listen to this. um he had a total of thirteen minutes on the New Orleans end. Absolutely no Zion Williams is not with the team right now. Lonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, Jackson Hayes, Nikola Melli and Brandon Ingram started for them today. And I always forget Nikola Melli plays NBA basketball because he is not your prototypical looking NBA player. Yeah. Not at all.
1: So with with all of these 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 exhibitions today obviously there's going to be more over the next couple days um besides mo bamba and and joe kim noah and the nets bizarro roster (laughs) was there anything else today that really stood out to you
0: um right now the miami heat are playing and duncan robinson is going off
1: okay i like it i do too as as a one duncan robinson would
0: yes duncan robinson (laughs) over the last year has evolved into, uh, I listened to this today on Indy Cornrows. Um, the person they had on there, got I'm so sorry, I forgot his name. He said, Duncan Robinson became a 6'6 Steph Curry. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's kind of true. like 6'8 Damn. Steph Curry, sorry. Um, that was a guy I was always high on at Michigan. And, I mean, that guy kind of went yeah. through, like, playing D3 ball, then goes to play D1, gets undrafted. Goes and plays in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which I'm pretty sure is like a Miami Heat tactic to make you mentally tough. But, you know, Send him just, to Sioux
1: Falls. He can't come to South Beach.
0: Right, yes. <laughs> uh, but also, they're playing the Kings right now who are without just about everyone. Marvin Bagley is the latest guy to not be able to play for the Kings now. So he, t- he has an injury. Um, I don't, you know, like Harry Giles started, the, started today. Corey Joseph started at the point. Uh, no, this isn't the Pacers three years ago that we're talking about. This is today. Um, Kent Bazemore started. Like, eh. I would say that the Kings probably aren't going to be playing a whole after these eight games if you catch my drift.
1: <laughs> probably not going to be much action after the uh, the eight games. Probably going to play an eight game and make sure you you pack your your belongings the night before kind of situation.
0: Do you think they got magic bands so they could at least go into the park for like a couple days after they're eliminated? Like.
1: We could only hope.
0: I hope so. Mine's coming in the mail today. so I,
1: I have a feeling they're probably going to want to get the hell out of Orlando, <laughs> yeah. uh, Tim. I know I know you want to get there as soon as, as humanly possible, but those basketball players, after a couple of weeks of being down there... Being just there, like
0: basically trapped in there. And, yeah. I shouldn't say trapped, because they had the option to not play.
1: Th- those guys can literally go anywhere, except outside of the country right now, because we can't do that. But... <laughs> Like They can go anywhere in the United States right now, so I'm not sure that Central Florida is going to be like a, <laughs> a destination for, for some of those guys.
0: Well, that's just your opinion.
1: That's, I know. It's not, I, I mean, I, I'd like to go there right now. I'd love to be there. So, yeah. But, you know.
0: Okay, so before we get to, I know we want to kind of talk about the awards and uh, one other one special topic at the end of the show. I want to touch on this real quick because it's been coming up a lot lately. And I want to make sure that you and I are on the same page and thinking this is insane. Um, so we've seen multiple people now, being Jay Williams, these are just a few, Charles Barkley and Channing Fry that say if the Portland Trailblazers somehow snag the eighth seed, which I would say they're the favorite in that group, um, that they will that the Lakers do not want to play them because they will beat the Lakers.
1: Whoa, I know, I've I've read this.
0: And so the argument they're making is, well, the Lakers don't have anyone for Damon Cichie McCollum. Okay, so even with Damon Cichie McCollum, the Portland Trailblazers have been really bad this year. dame has been great. Like, he's been phenomenal. He is – there's a reason he's on the cover of the next 2K. He's, you know, one of the three best point guards in the NBA, you know, on a certain day. On a certain day. But a certain day. <laughs> I can't figure out. Like, I'd have to sit down and put that list together. And, like, I don't have time for that. Um but to my point, it's like, I understand what they're saying, but can we stop acting like Rajon Rondo is still good at NBA basketball and still like a consistently competitive player? Because that those days are gone. And they're like, well, they don't have Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley has also been really bad this year defensively. Yeah. Like yeah. this whole like thing where like Clippers fans were like, ha ha, the Lakers got Avery Bradley. It's true. Like those aren't <laughs> jokes. And so now like in my other point is like, okay, I understand how I'm going to sound when I say this, but LeBron James and Anthony Davis are still on the other team. And last I checked Carmelo Anthony, isn't going to be able to guard LeBron for seven games and Yusuf Nurkic is coming back. Is he going to be able to guard Anthony Davis when he hasn't played for a year and a half? Like uh,
1: uh, you you lost me when you said they had LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like there's, there's, there's really no way to compete with that, especially how healthy, how motivated, how, um, um, how could I say this, Um, tuned in right now they are at the moment. I I just, I, I, Dame's going to put on a show. Dame's going to be Dame.
0: They'll win a game.
1: He put on a fantastic show last playoff. And I think people over the quarantine just kept watching that game and seeing that (laughs) meme over and over again. And they're like, you know what I should do? I should, I should, you know, make a real hot point to say that the, the trailblazers are going to beat the Lakers, you know, get that real hot take, you know,
0: and. And uh, my, my counter to is, didn't just two years ago, Anthony Davis swept a better Blazers team with the same personnel.
1: Um, yeah, he did. Didn't he? Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Hmm.
1: Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and, and, you know, here's the thing. Even if it became a series between them. And it's not going to. No. The NBA would do everything <laughs> <laughs> in its power to not let them win a game seven.
0: The Lakers pull off a trade today for Zach Levine on before game seven. You're like, wait, what?
1: Is that is that legal? Yeah, they said it was. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, and they it's, said it was. I just sold- like." I don't think we
1: actually drove him to Disney World today. He's he's actually on the court right now.
0: <laughs> it's just a post that says this is allowed. It's just like up next to a camera like this. <laughs> like uh what is it, uh bench warmers when the guy's like, I am twelve.
1: <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with that one.
0: Don't don't okay. don't familiarize okay. yourself. Okay. I promise I'm you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I want to touch real quick because um it was announced just a couple weeks ago and we haven't really had a chance to really discuss it that uh, the NBA awards will not count these eight games, which I guess I understand because the full league's not there. Um, so yeah, Yeah, it is. And so they're going to kind of go for those like 65, 66 games the teams played before the shutdown. Yeah. And that's how they're going to do the award basis, which obviously means, at this case, Sean, that as great as LeBron James was and what he was ascending to, you know, right before that shutdown, when they had that yeah. weekend where they beat Milwaukee and they beat the Clippers, um, I think Giannis Antetokounmpo definitely sealed MVP. Do I want to say, like, I would love to say LeBron James will won MVP? Sure. Did he have a phenomenal regular season? Absolutely. One of his best. But yeah. Gian- it's Giannis. I mean, it's Giannis, Giannis it's yeah, Giannis. like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, he was just absolutely outstanding. Everything he did, all the numbers, stats, you know, back it up. Um, yeah. I just don't see any way, shape, or form that no matter, like, what you would like what you want to say here because i would love to say lebron james won mvp he was phenomenal he's leading yeah. the one team in the west but Giannis is leading the best team in basketball his value of replacement player i think is the high like one of the five, ten highest in nba history um i just don't see a case where it could be someone other than Giannis at this point
1: no it's it's Giannis. uh yeah he, he locked that up uh right before the pandemic happened so um i'm i'm gonna give that to him um if, if LeBron did win, I'd be cool with that, too. I wouldn't, be like, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is a travesty, you know. Um, but the, the numbers, I mean, Giannis has been just unstoppable this year.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, the fact that he's still continuing to get better is really frightening. Like, yeah. um, where he's at now at, what, 24, 25?
1: 25, I believe.
0: Okay. So where he's at now at 25 compared to like LeBron at 25 when you yeah. put that together is yeah. insane. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know,
1: he's, he's, he's going to be, I mean, he's going to be the next, I mean, he, he's, he's the best player in the league right now. Um, You know, barring injury and, you know, things of that nature. I fully expect him to be the best player in the NBA for the next at least couple of years um, he could lead the whole next decade. He could pull LeBron, you know? Um, yeah. And not only that, he keeps adding muscle to his body and he just, he doesn't even, you know, somebody, I saw a, a thing the other day, someone posted to him and someone said, uh, you know, how much his physique is starting to look like David Robinson's like peak David Robinson. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. I didn't think and, about that.
1: And, uh, and he is. And I mean, it's like, you know, you got a guy who's playing the three and four, Uh, every night. And um, he's not playing center, you know?
0: No, you're right. He's
1: built the way he is. He is a, he is a wrecking train just going, going down the courts. His, his shot has looked so much better over the years. He's gotten to be a better shooter. He's improved in every aspect of his game. And like you said, uh, he's gotten better every year. And I don't, think he's peaked yet
0: yeah it's weird it's crazy
1: it's very strange I mean when it's all said and done I fully expect uh, fully expect Giannis Antetokounmpo to pass up Larry Bird and talks of the best small forward of all time
0: where would you put LeBron then would you say power forward would you say point forward no
1: no I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying LeBron is number one LeBron is the number one small forward of all time. If we're still talking about position basketball. Yes. I would say Bird is number two in my book. Okay. Um but, I don't think
0: a lot of people are gonna fight that.
1: So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say he's you know, uh I love Scotty, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put him in that 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 top two conversation. Um but um
0: <clears throat> Would you say Durant would be third?
1: Durant right now, yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I think is and, and, you know, and the thing that's, that's separating right now Durant, uh, from Giannis, multiple awards, obviously, and, uh, you know, some championships. So, yeah. And, a, uh,
0: Achilles, know, that's and, not on him.
1: Yeah. It's not on him. And, and he, even the heart that he, he had to go out there and, and play a game when he was hurt and shouldn't have been out there. Um, yeah. yeah. That speaks volumes of the guy.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, I'm a big Durant guy. I've never hidden that. Even, you know, like I have my love-hate relationship with the Warriors, especially now that they're not together anymore. I miss them so much. But um, that's the topic for another show. So the thing that's weird about awards this year is I feel like they're all just about taken care of except for a couple. So like we just said, MVP. We know rookie of the year is John Moran. I mean, Zion, when he came yeah, back and he got to play, job. he was awesome. It's um, job. Yeah, <laughs> I know, like there's, like it's Tyler John Hero Morant. has been a lot of fun, but yeah, it's it's definitely John Moran. Um, I don't know if there's been a more fun point guard their rookie year than him in a long time. Yeah, Derek um, Rose. Yeah, that's probably the closest.
1: Derek Rose. That's the that's the closest I can think of. Um, he's uh, Jaw's very good. Um, you know him, and I mean I, the thing about Zion is we want to see more Zion. Right. And if we would have had, if we would have seen Zion the whole year, this probably would have been a much tougher decision, right? Um, but John Morant, uh, through and through, is the is the rookie of the year of the 2019 20 season.
0: Yeah, I agree. And Kenny Smith made a really good point the other day on uh, Inside the NBA that I was watching and like, talking about this, like all these guys coming back to play again. He's like. John Morant's not a rookie anymore. This is year two. This is what this is now. Um, so I thought that like he's like he's had he's had a season. He's got this under his belt. Now he knows how to play NBA basketball. He's like so. This is year two going into this bubble thing. So I was like, oh, well said. Not bad. Yeah. Shout out Kenny Smith. I love those TNT dudes. I know a lot of people give them slack because they say goofy stuff, but like when they talk hoops, they're fun.
1: They're the best pre-game, mid-game, and post-game show in sports. Agreed. Like they're the, you know, I know the first, the first year when Shaq got there, he was not as polished and he worked his way into that team after like a year or so. Yeah. And they are a well-oiled machine right now. Those guys, they are some of the best uh, commentators right now and they have a great show and they're funny and they've got charisma and they, they, they blend really well. So, you know
0: my still my all-time favorite was when they covered the whole like do you remember a couple years ago that Rockets Clippers thing where Chris Paul led the guys through the hallway to the Clippers locker room and they were covering that yeah yeah (laughs) that was like their best night of television ever um defensive player of the year for me I think is Anthony Davis
1: yeah I'm gonna agree with you there
0: um you know Gobert's been obviously as awesome as he's always been on defense but He's not very well-liked right now for some suspicious, weird reason. Gee, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, Davis is Come, just come the- on,
1: come on. He should win Defensive Player of the Year. He shut the whole league down.
0: <laughs> yeah. Come on. We joke about that, but that's literally what happened.
1: Uh, that would have happened regardless.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Anthony Davis sealed that. He was just on another level defensively. Obviously, you know, playing for the best team in the West didn't hurt. and. Really, I mean, led the teams in, like, he led those teams in just about every category except for assists, too, yeah. but that doesn't really help defense player of the year. But, yeah, it's AD to me.
1: Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you on that We're not even going to fight you on that one.
0: Yeah, it's hard, like, I don't know if there is one we can fight on, To like, I think Coach of the Year is the hardest award to pick this year, honestly. Oh, yeah. And that's I the agree. weirdest thing, because Sixth Man, I think, is then a Schroeder, wouldn't you? Um.
1: Yeah, I would go with Schroeder. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's a guy that I, I predicted I think was last year or maybe the year before You did, yeah. I think it was last year I predicted. So he's he's finally going into that role. Um, but don't don't you do you feel like Chris Paul going to that team? Helped a ton. Helped a ton with that. You think like having a having somebody, you know, be the top dog point guard who's, you know, one of the greatest point guards of all time, greatest pure point guards of all time, be that guy before you?
0: sure absolutely and like i mean you've heard me say especially because the thunder would play that three guard lineup quite a bit with those two and shea yeah but i mean you've heard me say this a million times when we've done these shows uh chris paul won james harden the 2018 mvp you know if there's no chris paul lebron james for sure wins that mvp Yeah. um and i stand by that i'm not backing down from that i know sure. rocket fans disagree with me but i like
1: that i like it
0: yeah like but it's, it's the not, truth of the it's, matter it,
1: it's not even a bold take
0: <laughs> yeah it's not at all um so i think chris paul and that three guard lineup and the way billy donovan's be able to use guards this year has been really nice for him you know um i think Schroeder part of the reason he didn't get it the year you picked it first was because he was behind russell westbrook who's so ball dominant and who has to have the ball in his hands yeah. all the time yeah and um
1: well, and I mean, I mean, Schroeder was an excellent sixth man playing for the Hawks. Um, yeah, you know, and it got to the point where Jeff Teague was starting to fall off, and they went ahead and they traded Jeff Teague, and they were fully ready to promote Dennis Schroeder. But yeah, they gave him an once, extension. They gave him an extension, and he ended up getting that starting position um, eventually. But it just didn't. The team kind of fell apart after that, um, and and he wasn't as as rock solid as he is now. So he's he's a much better bench uh, player guy come off the bench he's an excellent uh distributor he's 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 a good basketball player
0: yeah i agree uh most improved luca
1: oh yeah Ooh.
0: They're still. No. I almost,
1: I almost, and and me and Alex have talked about this before. It's like you almost feel like second year players shouldn't be able to win that because isn't the whole goal the following year to get better? Sure. Like, like most players that are gonna make like a jump will make the jump in the second year. That's how we really know. But Luca, like we haven't talked enough about Luca.
0: No, we have not. Like no,
1: he, he's he's incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. When people tell me like, oh, you know, I don't like professional basketball, you know, I like college basketball or, you know, I like football or whatever. I'm like, you watch a guy like Luke Doncic and how, how do you not want to watch somebody like that? He's just a wizard.
0: Yeah, literally.
1: And he's so, he's young and he's, he's everything that you would want in a basketball player. And Dallas gets re- the, the greatest European basketball player of all time retires from that team and they replaced him with someone who could legitimately replace him on that list. That's how yeah. good Luca is right now. And I completely I'm buying all stock on Luca right now. All of it. Plus right. yeah. they have,
0: they have another great European player, Christoph Porzingis. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and, and they play well together. They play awesome. Like what the team that I am most excited to watch during this, this, this last end of this weird NBA season is Dallas and they could make a freaking splash this year.
0: Yeah. They're the best offense in the league. So I
1: I love watching that team. I don't see enough of them.
0: I know. I agree with you. I just really want them to get like that next guy. Like, like one
1: more guy.
0: Yeah. Like I know I've mentioned his name already in this episode, but like a Zach Levine, like he's the guy. They would score I, I, so much. I
1: feel like Zach Levine is that guy for so many teams. Like Zach Levine on the Lakers, you know, <laughs> yeah. he look great on that team. Or or Zach Levine, Zach Levine
0: know? on the Heat, you know, on it's the, like
1: on the Heat. Well, no, I I, I, no. I don't know if I don't know if I like him on the Heat.
0: Um, I would because he's already like to play for the Miami Heat you have to be in shape, obviously. And he's already like the most in shape basketball player in the league, besides like he LeBron is. and Z- you know, so it's like Well, you
1: know, when he's when he's when he's with his dad strapping uh bags of rocks to his to his ankles in a sandbox and trying to jump out of it. You know, it's yeah. like you know I mean he's a, he's a hard working guy. Um I I firmly believe he probably if he's not traded by the beginning of the season uh, in Chicago, he'll be moved by the end of next year. Um, and there's going to be a team that's going to buy in uh, barring, barring injury, of course, because, I mean, he's another guy who came back from an injury and who's, you know, offensively is like just been a phenomenal play- basketball player.
0: Yeah. So Zach Levine, I would say really good. And that's basically it. Uh, really can't easy. be, can't really be the good. best part a finals team. No, you no. Know. You know, I can't be like the best player on a a playoff contender, Um, but fun to watch, scores the ball very well, Um, dunk machine, three-point machine. So yeah, a great fantasy player. I love having him on my fantasy team. Absolutely. Um, And so that brings us to coach of the year is so wide open that when I thought about this, I literally wrote the write down five names and I wrote down Eric Spolstra for what he's done with Miami.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Rick Carlisle, because he's got Dallas in the playoffs. Um, Frank Vogel, because obviously when you coach the best team in the league, like, and then Bud. I know Bud won it last year, but he actually coached the best team in the league. I meant to say Vogel coached the best team in the West. Yeah. And Nick Nurse, who has this Raptors team playing phenomenal the year after they win the title and lose Kawhi. So between those five, I ended up going with Nick Nurse. Um, I just feel like for how he's had that team bounce back, And, you know, from winning the title last year to everyone thinking they were just going to be a one-year wonder to being the second team in the East and having Pascal Siakam, who you just made this huge jump this year, like we talked about a few weeks ago, um, was an all-star this year. They have another all-star on Kyle Lowry. You know, all these role players that you've never really heard of, like Terrence Davis, Chris Boucher, that really stepped up and played so well for this team. Defensively, they're solid and excellent. Um, They can score with the best of them. And for him to be in the G league as long as he was just kind of taking care of Raptors nine Oh five. It was like, you know, and you kind of could tell that they knew they had something in this, with this guy. And now we've got the hits unleashed after Dwayne Casey gets fired after he wins coach of the year, he gets fired. I should say,
1: but it was the right
0: move. It was the right move. So yeah, I think, but any of those five guys could win it and I'd be okay with it. I wouldn't have an issue, but if I had to pick one of those five, I think it would be Nick nurse.
1: I'm, I'm good with that pick as well. Um, I don't know. I, I would be, I'm, I'm a little bit torn on that one more so because, uh, I think the job that Spo has done down in Miami has been phenomenal. It's the as toughest well. award
0: this year. It's it the is, toughest one.
1: It is. Um, I would make a case for him too, especially, you know, a guy who's, you know, uh, coached teams in the NBA finals, who's won some NBA finals, um, to have this whole other, you know, squad that's, you know, didn't really look super great on paper. Um, uh, but then you got them out on the floor and they were, they were just a, a really good team this season, uh, with Jimmy Butler in an actual, actual, actual lead role. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I think, um, you know, I, I would make a case for him, but, but Nick nurse, like you said, you know, coming off, uh, you know, uh, Dwayne Casey getting fired, um, them making the move to get Kawhi just in a one-year rental for an NBA title. And then, you know, being completely written off by the entire league after Kawhi bails on that team. I feel like he has done an excellent job uh, maintaining the vision for this, this team and Pascal Siakam has bud into an actual superstar this year. He's having his mm-hmm. 94 Scotty Pippen year right now and uh I think uh you know I think really in the grand scheme of things Nick Nurse probably deserves it the most just because of of what he's had to go through the last couple of seasons because the fans were not happy when Dwayne Casey was was fired they were not happy when they they got rid of uh DeRozan and it all ended up working out and he ended up coaching them uh, to victory and 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 beating one of the greatest dynasties in, in sports history
0: yeah, you're right. Not just beating them, ending them. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um also want to make mention that the, you know, if there was a sixth candidate because it's so deep this year. Brad Stevens definitely has a case for turning that Celtics team around for how young they are and Absolutely. Yeah, just like I said, there's like those six dudes. One of those six could win it and I'd go. Yeah, okay, sure. I got that. I get that. Sure. Yeah. Um yeah, so Our last topic of this week's episode, uh, wanted to kind of touch on this. It's kind of like a little fun topic. Got a little bit of interaction with some people on the social medias. Um, As we know, that my favorite player of all time is Penny Hardaway. Uh, Penny Hardaway was a member of the mid-90s Orlando Magic, a team that Sean and I are very fond of, a team that had Shaquille O'Neal. And I kind of want to talk about just like their coolness and kind of how they were like the hip... (laughs) You know, they were like the hip, like, they They were were like the the hipster
1: team. They were the fun team.
0: Yeah, they were like the hipster team. And I kind of was, like, talking about, uh, my discussion was, I don't know if we've had a team as cool as them, and definitely not cooler um, I know they didn't win titles. I know they didn't win MVPs together. It was very well, short
1: lived. Well, well, the 1996 through 1998 Chicago Bulls may have a uh, <laughs> have a dog in that fight. Well, it's that's big. what
0: I'm saying. Is like this isn't. This is like the darling teams. This isn't. Yeah. The, yeah. So like a bunch of people kind of made a couple mentions of teams, and I thought they were kind of fun. Um, just kind of talk about that. Like kind of like darling team. Uh, one that jumped up that someone brought up was the We Believe Warriors. With Baron Davis, Kalina Azabuki, yeah. Stephen Jackson, um, I can't believe I named Kalina Azabuki as the second guy.
1: Yeah, he he was though. He was great that he was great that the playoffs. So
0: tells um, you where I live. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, no, he actually. He. I mean, they even throw him in two uh, K every once in a while. They throw him a bone on two K. So um,
0: he's their. He, I think he's their color commentator. Is for, he really? Yeah, for TV.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, now he he ended up not getting drafted and then ended up somehow playing onto that team and actually got a, at one point he was a starter on the team wasn't he
0: Yeah uh Tubby Smith had a quote about Kalina Zabuki that always made me laugh and it was looks like Tarzan plays like Jane
1: <laughs> Oh Tubby
0: Yeah. um, But that was a team that came up and I was like, oh yeah, they were pretty cool. And, you know, they were an eight seed, they beat a one seed in the playoffs. And um, The the
1: thing that makes the Orlando magic stick out in teams that were culturally relevant um, um, is the fact that, well, they had Shaquille O'Neal who, who you know, um as soon as he was drafted it was touted as one of the best big men ever and he was uh he was you know he got the orlando magic to the playoffs the following year um after being drafted there he convinced the team to sign penny hardaway after after working with him on blue chips um which uh everybody was upset about everyone because everybody wanted to see chris weber and shaq on a Dylan team and you, you knew that wouldn't have worked and Shaq knew that wouldn't have worked so but they got penny uh six seven point guard and i i feel like penny's star is uh not as is popular with the younger folks um you know, I don't think that, that he's talked about in a lot of circles with younger, younger kids that are into the sport right now. He's not really recognized as a legend because I a he didn't win a title and, and B, if you didn't grow up in that era, right. Uh, um, you know, they were a lightning and a bottle moment in basketball history and they were so good. And they were, you know, and there's a quote, you know, I know Bob Costas said it in one of the games. He said Penny Hardaway and and Shaquille O'Neal almost certainly have a championship, you know, uh, coming their way. You know, and it never happened.
0: No. Um, you know, we hear all the time, you know, we talk about LeBron a lot and we talk about Magic Johnson a lot. Like, Penny Hardaway was cut from that cloth. He was that kind of player... You know, that, that large point guard who could dish the ball to everybody, who just had excellent vision, who could score at all three levels, who was a very good man-to-man defender. Um, he was, you know, he was cut from the cloth of this too. He just didn't have the careers they did because of the injuries and obviously things like that. Um, so, yeah, that kind of chimes into it. Like, you know, you talk about, it, like, Shaq and Penny. They were marketable. They had the Reebok and Nike campaigns. Shaq was in movies. Penny was in blue chips, like you mentioned. Um, Little Penny was a huge thing. The uniforms are always cool. Like, anytime you see someone wearing a throwback Orlando Magic jersey, it catches your eyes. Just that old pin, – the pinstripes is, like, beautiful no matter the three colors. So, that's kind of what this is. Is And, you know, the role players, Dennis Scott, Nick Anderson, they bring in Horace Grant, like, Daryl Armstrong. All those guys were pretty
1: well, – yeah. I mean, they had, they had a solid – they had a solid bench. And bringing Horace, a guy who – you know, he'd won three titles with the Chicago Bulls, uh, was still, I think he was coming off an all-star season with the yeah. Chicago Bulls in 94. Um, he was, he was a perfect person to add to that team. He was a perfect vet who knew how to win, um, uh, you know, and, you know, I think, I think a lot of, um, I think a lot of people just, just don't really realize how magical, those those two or three seasons were with those yeah. guys um, before everything ended up flaming out and Shaq bailing for LA. Um, but it, you know, if if you haven't watched this magic moment, the thirty by thirty, I, I highly recommend it. It's my it's my first or second favorite uh, documentary. It's between that and the Last Dance now. Um, I love both of them. I've watched this magic moment probably six or seven times already, dude. Same. Um, it just there's something about that era that really like I don't know gets my endorphins going, and just like I start thinking about how cool everything was. And for me, basketball will never be as cool as it was in that moment because that was that was my peak childhood interest in basketball jordan came back you know and i i was and i'll be honest with you i was i was rooting against that team but at the same time i loved them right they were that only they were the only team that i ever felt that strongly and negatively about because a kid down the street always always had a shack jersey and he'd be like oh shack's better than jordan i'd be like you're Dumb, <laughs> you know. I mean, so it was like it was like this camaraderie between neighbor kids. You know, some people liked Shaq and Penny. Some people liked liked Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen. But like, it was one of those teams that like. And I've never become such a turncoat is the year that the Bulls lost in the 1995 playoffs. Because I went down to Orlando. As soon as we get there, we go to a Walmart down there for something, and I pick up two items. it's 1995 number one the lion king soundtrack of course had to get it had to (laughs) number two an orlando magic snapback absolutely and and it was it was and i had to wear it and there's a picture i actually put up on my instagram last week of me during that uh during that peak where i'm at universal and it says it says go magic rip the rockets and i'm actually wearing an orlando magic baseball cap and my nike air force ones that i got at value city (laughs) so so, yeah so so i mean that was the reason i love that team that much is is and they're always going to be that cool to me is i I grew up with them i get it but but i i don't think the younger generation is gonna it's gonna resonate with them as much and i think their uh their story is gonna kind of fade over the years but and other teams, other teams that have, have done that, the We Believe Warriors, I 100 percent believe are, are one of those teams.
0: Well, um, I want to go through some of the neat teams that were brought to our attention. Like I said, the We Believe okay. Warriors for sure. Like they were cool, they were fun, they were exciting.
1: Oh, the the Heatles.
0: <laughs> well, see, I don't include them okay. only because people hated them. They did hated them. But
1: they were they were but they were the cool villains, though.
0: Yeah, like like, LeBron tried to be a villain, and it just didn't work. Like, he couldn't – like, he tried to oh, embrace it. No, and
1: just... no he, let me tell you something, Tim. Uh, it did work. Um, I was a Bulls fan during that, and it did work, and he was <laughs> a villain, and that's that. He Whether he was good at it or not good at it, he was a villain.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, some teams that came up. Someone mentioned those, uh, be- those like – Early two thousands Pistons scenes at one and oh four. Um, I don't really think of them as like really cool, you know what I mean? Like physical, sure. Dominant, yeah. But like I don't think like people were like minus Pistons fans, I don't think people have podcasts like this where like, man, you remember how awesome those Pistons scenes were?
1: I mean I mean, they were awesome. They uh, were. How many finals did they make in a row? Two. They made two, they made, they made a a ton of Eastern conference, but they made, they made a ton of Eastern conference. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking in my mind. So uh, it's, you know, they were, they were a great nitty gritty team. Um, I do think they were cool. I think Ben Wallace was very cool. Um, You know, when I think of literally 2000s basketball, he's the first person that comes to my mind besides Shaq, Ben Wallace.
0: Over and like he, Kobe and Tim Duncan? Yeah, like I don't I don't know Teresa what it is. is. And I, I
1: just I just I just feel like that image of him on on the, the old two K cover, you know, throw out and everything. He was he was an iconic basketball player of the two thousands and uh I also I firmly believe he belongs in the Hall of Fame as well
0: yeah so I, know I agree a lot with of people, that
1: people a lot of people a lot of people won't say he does but he he 100 percent uh is a future hall of famer but i would i would go ahead and lump them into them um but it it was more of a midwest thing i think i feel like the pistons are so universally hated by so many nba fans that it's hard for for other fans to to put them in there so they're not so when we're talking about universally cool teams i guess we can't put them in there but i personally i would i think they were pretty awesome
0: yeah that's fair uh, one of them was the mid-90s Sonics. And here's my thing. Oh. Yes, they were awesome. They were oh. a lot of fun. Obviously, they went to the finals. Do we think the Sonics are as cool if they don't go to Oklahoma City? Like, if they stay the Sonics, are we still sitting here talking like, man, the Sonics were so cool?
1: Well, there's, there's definitely a, a level of uh, us romanticizing the past with that. And when we think about the Seattle Supersonics, we're not, you know, people my age and, and, and your age, Tim, and younger people, they're not, you know uh, – that's, that's all we have from them. Older people might be like, Oh, Jack Sigma.
0: Ooh. Dennis Johnson,
1: Dennis Johnson, Jack Sigma, you know, th- that might be something people Wilkins. talk about. Yeah. Th- that might be something people talk about, but uh, in terms of nineties basketball, I thought they were a pretty iconic team. Um, mm-hmm. They made it to the NBA finals. Um, they, uh, you know, uh, they, they were well coached. Um, so, you know, they had, they had some great, they had, you know, I, everybody thought Sean Kemp was like the next big thing. And I mean, he flamed out by the time the lockout happened and gained a million pounds and dropped off the face of the planet and no showed to an actual uh, tryout (laughs) for the Chicago Bulls. He was just like, and they would have signed him that year. I mean, that was like a Mike, that was like a Marcus Pfizer year. They would have signed him. And, but he was like, "Ah, I don't even want to play for them. So uh, no, I don't blame him either. But um, other teams though, uh, would you put the mid nineties Pacers in there? Yes. Okay. Now, I think they're cool as hell.
0: I do, too. I think um, they're cool as hell. Yeah, I know a lot of people hate Reggie Miller, and I get it. But, yeah, for sure, because I think, like, their swagger, Larry Bird as their head coach was awesome. Oh, um, so
1: awesome. So not so much, much
0: Isaiah Thomas as is their head coach. But, no, no. Um, one that came up, actually, in the, in the comments I really liked was this 2000 Kings team's.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and underdogs, complete underdogs. Yeah. I would put them in that if we're talking like recent cool teams. Um, and I rooted for those guys every year. Uh, I thought they were, they were so great. They were so fun to watch. Um, and I remember watching a few Christmas games where they were playing. You know, I was I was super excited to watch them. They were just uh, they were just a great team then.
0: Yeah, you know a team's cool when you remember that Bobby Jackson was their sixth man. You know what I mean? Like when you remember like the yeah. the, the bench players like Scott Pollard. You're <laughs> oh, like, oh yeah. yeah, that that's a fun team. Yeah, um,
1: and uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Gerald Wallace was one of their bench guys yeah. too before he got to be kind of a superstar for a little while for the Bobcats.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then um. Another team I want to throw on there that no one talked about. I think the Hornets, obviously, there's, oh, but they were so short-lived too. You talk about lighting in a bottle, like that. Alonzo oh, Mourning, Kendall Gill, oh, Larry Johnson,
1: I, I 100%. David Wingate.
0: They, they are. Yeah. They
1: are one of the most iconic teams of the '90s. Um, the logo, the 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 starter jackets. I mean, mm-hmm. there was just there was so much.
0: The color the, scheme. I,
1: I can't tell you how many times uh, you'd go out in the 1990s and if you didn't see a michael jordan jersey you saw a larry johnson or a zoe or a Bogues jersey
0: grandma ma was so huge with the converse ad and huge. he was in an episode of family matters as grandma yeah. like
1: yeah i mean it was it was they were they were a real phenomenon at that point and uh you know i know we had kendall gill on the show when we were the corner three and there was definitely like a chip on his shoulder oh yeah about about like
0: the magic and the, the Hornets and the
1: magic and the Hornets. And like, you know, he thought that they were on the same level as them. And and they were a great team. They were a great team. And if they would have stayed together and grown together, they could have really been something uh, really awesome. And, and, but uh, they were definitely a fan favorite team. And I would, I would 100% put them on that list.
0: Yeah. And one thing that, one team that came up that you might laugh at and it really, like I had to look it up uh, after it was mentioned the 1994-1995 Dallas Mavericks. Now, why this team is important oh, is it's oh, the first year of the 3Js. Yeah. It's also the year that Tony Braxton ruined ruined the Dallas Mavericks.
1: So, could you explain to me how Tony Braxton <laughs> ruined the Dallas Mavericks then?
0: Was it Jim Jackson that she was dating?
1: I believe it may have been Jim.
0: Yeah. And the Jason Kidd thing. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, well <laughs>
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That team was too short lived for anyone to remember it besides two years, two years. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not like they were the, the Oklahoma city thunder where they had like three future MVPs on the team. So, um, you know, cause Jamal Jamal ended up being a, a great basketball player in his own right. But Jim Jackson dropped off obviously. And Jason Kidd. uh, well, he, he's, one of the greats but um you know it that team was too short-lived we can't put them on there i i remember them more just because they were on nba jam
0: yeah because that's what what i I think
1: about when i think about those players
0: was it tony braxton was asked like is it true that you have you're dating jason kidd and jim jackson she goes i never kiss and tell (laughs) (laughs) oh what a what a 90s triangle that was i don't know Uh, would you put the Sixers in there, those Iverson-era teams? Because I really feel like it's like. The campaign won Defensive Player of the Year that year. I don't but I think, feel like I, don't I don't, really like I put them in there.
1: Iverson, Iverson is. A very Iverson himself? Totally. I, I, well, yeah, and I, I love Iverson, but I feel like Iverson was a very polarizing basketball figure in the 2000s. He wore yeah. the braids in his hair, the baggier shorts. Um, he had a look in his eye. Like if you met him in an alley and you gave him the wrong look, he may kill you. So like he was he was a scary dude for like for for a guy who was generously listed as like six three or six one or whatever who was one hundred percent five foot something he he's a scary guy and I think a lot of I think a lot of people during that era after Jordan retired and everything didn't like that brand of basketball. No, I did. I loved Iverson. I went out after. Oh, dude, the Reeboks were so cool. After 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 his. after he played I believe in the Chic rookie game he wore a headband for the first time yeah I I dragged my dad out to all about sports and uh next to Van Lunen's and and made him buy me a Reebok headband after watching that Chic rookie game because I was like oh my god he's the next big thing he's the next big thing he's incredible like I loved Allen Iverson
0: same yeah, yeah. But,
1: but I I wouldn't put them in that. I wouldn't I wouldn't put them in 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 the cool the universally cool crowd. Yeah, with the can, other teams. It's Hornets, those... Magic, we believe Warriors. I'm I'm gonna say Kings. Kings. We can we can all agree on that. But I'm not gonna put the Sixers in. it.
0: Yeah, I agree because it's like after you're like Allen Iverson, Dekebe Batumbo. You're just like George Lynch, Eric Snow.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's not you know. No teams, disrespect
0: to my guy, Tyrone Hill, but
1: no, no disrespect to Tyrone. Yeah. But yeah, I, there's, I think the nineties teams were so um, colorful and fun and uh, it was just, it was, it was, a, it was a very fun brand of basketball. It was, it was a tough brand of basketball back then. Um, and uh, you know, looking back, there was a lot of teams from the nineties that were really, really cool. And I mean, you know, you know before my time we could go ahead and say this uh you know the 1970s new york knicks with walt frazier the king of cool himself you know what yeah. i mean and earl the pearl and phil jackson is the weird guy i mean they were they were another team that was super cool you know and and, and yeah fun, they were you know but i but i didn't get to live through that so you know, right obviously
0: the showtime lakers you know showtime
1: the- showtime lakers you know and and you know, with their their rivalry with the Celtics, obviously. I don't think the Celtics were cool by any stretch, um, but the Lakers were. They were Hollywood.
0: You know most of this stuff before we get out of here. um, Have they, like, gone any further on that whole – they're supposed to do that Showtime series on the Showtime Lakers where, like, Michael Shannon was supposed to be Dr. Buss?
1: Yeah, so um, I I, I actually looked that up uh, recently, and I think –
0: was that just a rumor, or is that happening? No, no,
1: no. That is one hundred percent. Adam McKay is actually producing this series.
0: Oh, so you know what's happening?
1: So it is one hundred percent happening, and um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to see. They, they recasted it. Michael Shannon is not in it anymore. So let me. Oh, let me, okay. Let me uh, let me bring this up. So as um, I, I looked it up, actually, just probably a couple weeks back, because I was I was curious about it myself. So um, Jason Clark is going to be playing Jerry West. Okay. Uh, which I kind of like. Um, John C. Riley has been cast as Jerry Bus now.
0: I actually really like that.
1: Yeah, I do too. I think uh, I think that's going to be awesome. Um, a gentleman by the name of Quincy Isaiah is going to be playing Magic Johnson. Um, uh, he's uh, if you can see my thing there. Okay. They might they might be able to make it work. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, a gentleman by the name of Solomon Hughes is playing Kareem Abdul Jabbar. He's six foot 11, so they had to find somebody who was, who yeah. was super tall. Are you uh, tall?
0: Okay, you got the role.
1: Um, uh, Devon Nixon uh, is going to be playing norm nixon and he's he's obviously his son <laughs> so uh so that's pretty cool that he's gonna that is play cool his dad and um, some uh, o'shea
0: jackson jr straight out compton stuff there
1: yeah and i'm trying to see uh spencer garrett is playing chick hearn and uh a gentleman by the name of kirk beauville is playing donald serling those are the only ones that are that are uh but but john c Riley as uh I, I like that i think michael shannon would have done a hell of a job though yeah, I do too. I think he would have done a hell of a job, but I think uh John C. Riley is kind of weird and flamboyant enough to be able to be Dr. Bus.
0: Yeah, I think so, it'll be fun.
1: Um I'm looking forward to that. I don't know when that's gonna happen or anything, but it, it is it is one hundred percent from what I understand, it's it's been approved. I don't know when they're gonna shoot the pilot for it. So I'm hope I'm hoping it gets completely green after that, because I everybody wants to see this.
0: Oh yeah. It's yeah. We all love stuff. It's going like
1: to be difficult as hell to pull off, but like, I'm very excited for anything like that. Especially I want to hear like some, I want to see some juicy Lakers stories.
0: Yeah. Know. Agreed.
1: Some, I want to see some juicy stuff, you know, and Irvin Johnson's going to be tweeting about it. And oh yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs>
0: I look forward to it. Yep. Uh, but that'll wrap up this edition of 48 minutes. Brought to you at 40 minutes Uh, Thank you all for tuning in and check us out, whether it be on YouTube, Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera. We're everywhere. Um, We really appreciate it. So uh, we're getting closer to the season. I think next week we'll do our bubble preview. Is that what we're calling it?
1: Bubble preview. Official bubble preview.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, So everyone have a good night, and we'll see you soon.